This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me You're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know What's up, everybody? Welcome back <clears throat> to another episode of the Only Friends Podcast. We're here after dark again. I promise you it will not be quite as spicy of an episode as it was yesterday. Uh, we're a little light on the, on the comedic relief tonight. Joined by the one and only child of the sim, Landon Tice. Wow, is this how it gets stoned to me? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I know, it's new for you. I know, I'll take it. Okay. Conrad doesn't uh, acknowledge my existence. Well, I understand. You yeah. really look like you're doing a commercial for that Great States game right there. Yeah. It's really on display. Did, did yeah, you, you have a weird angle going on here. But it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, I don't know why this guy's on the screen. Um, Matt Hunt joining us as well. We're here for uh, Strat Chat today. He's got a indeed. spicy one. Yeah, got a little interesting hand to look at. And then uh, I guess Conrad's going to give us a little sideline reporting from, uh, from the NAPT. Listen, we guys, from Conrad, but we, we can't hear audio. you. We, we can't, can't hear you. Conrad. Can't hear you can't him? hear me. No. Sorry for the better. I can hear him. Hopefully chat can. Okay. Well, that makes uh, all right, probably well, one of us. Good. Yeah. Listen, I, guys, listen. I imagine my, if we can't hear lips. him, they can't hear him, since you're probably just hearing desktop audio. Well, Conrad, you know, it's been, it's been nice to see you. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. fun. Thanks, thanks for the attempt, big guy. Silent Connie's really not the same, you know. Like Con Conrad, without actually being able to hear him, is a different experience. I actually think it's fantastic. Much better. It, yeah, yeah it's probably an improvement bullshit. from your perspective. You have to sit here with him every day. <laughs> yeah. This is absolute Just bullshit. Seeing him with a close-up and his oh lips moving. It's such a special episode. Very, very strange. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> oh, guy Dumbs. from Montana said they can't hear him. No, they can't so hear him. Oh, we just been talking over him. So we, we, uh, we don't know what Conrad's saying. We're just talking shit. Yeah, it's unlucky. All right, Conrad. Well, shit. thanks a lot. We'll see you later. Later, squad. <laughs> All right. That was uh, Conrad live from the beat at the NAPT. <laughs> I can only imagine what that sounds like when you listen back to that. Just a first. lot of laughter. Yeah, it's probably chaos. Yeah, a lot of laughter. Is he, with is he playing or is he just reporting again today? Um, well, he played. Oh, he already today, played? <clears throat> but um, Ouch. he was asking everyone for interviews, so I'm assuming mm. he gone. it didn't go well. He didn't get the job done like me and Landon did, huh? You two might be the only two, to be honest. Oh, Tortoise is still in there, and so is Melissa. Turtle Melissa. and Melissa have a chance. Turtle, turtle doesn't bust day ones, man. <laughs> turtle just, he just turtles his way through. Well, I don't know. There, there is a good chance that there's going to be a pretty decent overlay on this thing. Oh, you think? <clears throat> well, I saw as of... Um, they need a thousand runners? A thousand plus the rake. A little more, yeah. So like, I don't know, call it... 1100 1100-ish, yeah. yeah. Um, also very strange that both Poker News and Poker.org are covering this. It makes it very difficult for me as the the user to figure out where the fuck to go for updates. My, my Twitter feed has just been nothing but NAPT for the last couple of days because I get org and then I get news, org, news. They tweet the same stuff or they yeah. post like the same updates more or but less. But org seems, or sorry, uh, Poker News seems to have like the chip counts, the event info, all that, you know, stuff that you give a shit about. Mm -hmm. And then poker.org seems to be more on the uh, creating the story type, type of vibe. 
Um, yeah, I'm looking at it. They must not have updated yet <clears throat> because I looked at this at 1 o'clock and it's 6 now, so Late Reg is closing in an hour. Um, and it still says 533 entrants. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's right because there was 180 on 1A alone. Right. So I think but, that's today but B, only. But B and D are getting like none. Oh, the late, the late flights? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'll get very many, but they might, they might just about hit it is what I'm saying, I guess. Like if they got 180 on 1A, say they got maybe 350 on 1B and they get five. 350? Well, I'm just guessing. Well, do you think know. it would double from A to B? Sometimes that happens. Like you look at Venetian events, sometimes that happens. They get 100 day 1A, they get, one, they get 200 day 1B sometimes. Let me look. I would, I would assume that this is uh, the updated total minus today. If I had to guess, mm, I would yeah. guess they probably needed like 500 coming into today. <laughs> if yeah. I had to take a stab at it, well, Conrad's you know, going to be in the 2:30 uh, a.m. flight. Well, you know what? What's funny <laughs> is if 5:33 is the updated total coming into today, then mm. you know if if what if the evening flights have been getting almost nothing, then they probably did get like 300 for 1B. Okay, here I can actually tell you. That's good. Um, Let's look at yeah, the numbers. That, that, that's definitely updated at least up until uh, this one. So yeah, 180 for one one A. Um, man, this is so slow. 1B, the night flight, got 33. Okay, okay. I, I'm adding. Uh, 1C got... 1C was yesterday's day flight, right? Yes. Right. Okay. 273. Okay, yeah, not too, not too bad. 60 made it through. 1D got 47. Okay. <laughs> Insane people. So, yeah. So, uh, total it sounds like that's... 533. Five thirty-three prior to today total. Wow. Right. So that means they need four hundred. Well, let's call it five hundred. Five hundred and twenty-five-ish yeah. to break yeah, rake. It's not going to happen. That doesn't seem likely. Does uh, yeah. It? There's uh, almost certain to be an overlay, right? I how mean, many people do they have for this flight uh, day? Don't know. Um, not sure. But I mean, it's not updated anyway. I should say. Well, let's see. Let's see what they say for. Oh, yes, it is. Three hundred and thirty players. One E. So, okay. So they're going to need another like. 220 yeah between between the next hour and the night flight seems unlikely seems overlay alert it don't look good cuz overlay alert everybody that was complaining that NAPT gave away too many free seats and that you weren't going to get any free overlay money in this field god damn it wrong you're wrong wrong it happened anyway (laughs) well how do you feel about that for the first call it main back in the u.s i mean i can give my thoughts yes but i hate tournaments uh, <laughs> this this field looked like a 5K from four years ago. Yeah, I I I think that this just judging by like what my 1A table was like, that I I there were like two wrecks at my table basically all day, or maybe three. Um, a lot of pros, definitely one of the tougher $1,600 buy-ins, just because of that. And I think that the event has struggled to attract enough wrecks or in comparison to, to some series, I think it struggled to attract wrecks. It's been very well run like all PokerStars events are, but I have a suspicion it might have to do with the timing of being right near the Grand Prix. Um, that might possibly have affected things. That strikes me as weird because there's nothing else going on that I know of outside of WSOP Europe, but right, no I, recreationals are really good. I just there. wonder if it, it might, there might be something around this time of year that between Thanksgiving coming up, the holidays coming up, um, the Grand Prix, like it's possible that a lot of rec players just didn't want to travel to Vegas for a 1600. I don't know. It's I'm, funny. I'm usually, uh, <clears throat> usually the opposite effect happens. Uh, people are worried that 
the uh, F1 is actually going to hurt poker because usually this time of year is booming. Mm. But because of the soaring costs and all the other issues that are surrounding F1, uh, pretty much everybody in the poker community and gambling community alike are just kind of, uh, there's a lot of grumblings that a lot of revenue is going to be lost over that two week span. Um, whereas generally middle of November through, uh, not through Christmas, but like through the week before Christmas, huge, huge traffic time. During well, I, I guess that's kind of what I'm saying though. Like, cause the Grand Prix is next weekend, right. you know? So I'm, I'm kind of saying exactly that, that I think that whatever, like the, the poker traffic is lower because prices are probably up a little bit and things like that. You know? I don't think they're up yet, but I, I understand okay. what you're getting at. Um, I, I don't really know. My take on this is that uh, I don't think people know how good of an event it is. Yeah, that's probably pretty accurate, yeah. And I don't mean even necessarily <laughs> like the structure or the buy-in or the, anything along those lines, but like we know what PCA is. PCA has been around for two decades, mm -hmm. right? So <clears throat> anybody who has any sort of, I guess, affinity for MTT poker, especially traveling for it, they're going to go to that stop. It's, yeah. it's, it's a stop on the, on the map, right? The NAPT never really even got off pre black Friday. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was developing into a thing when it kind of died. They only ran eight events and half of which were like high rollers. Yeah. Right. So it never really popped off. If they were able to structure this correctly, get enough marketing, uh, enough lead up, uh, really create hype around it the way that, uh, Festa Lago used to be around this time of year at the Bellagio. That that was always a big event. Uh, last year, they ended up running Five Diamond uh, end of October, which mm -hmm. is right around this this time as well. Yeah. Still was huge. I mean, no, those events are gone now. PG Five um, Diamond. Yeah, they're, they're both dead. But uh, <laughs> my point being is that Stars in general puts on a fantastic show. They're good oh, at it. Yeah. I like, mean, this, was, this, something, this is something that struck me in the Bahamas earlier this year. This was, I think this was the first PokerStars live event I'd played in 10 years. Like mm -hmm. 2013 was the last time I played one in France or in the UK, I can't remember. Uh, I was struck by like, imagine if the World Series was this well run, yeah. you know? Like imagine if they had this level of organization, they had an app where you could see your table draw, yeah. all this stuff. Uh, PokerStars runs the best live events and I don't yeah. think it's close. Yeah. WPT yeah. does a great job too, Agreed. but I don't think it's close because Stars just has that extra level of player experience. It's that the makes attention it, to detail. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Like having an app and having just all sorts of really nice, simple things that make life easier for the players. I will say in the defense of uh, the bigger tours like WPT and WSOP, they're doing it at such a large scale. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of difficult to match that level of, of detail, but I do agree that they're kind of sleeping on some things. Mm-hmm. That could be corrected. Yeah. And uh, I, I think also just part of the reason why stars, um, you know, why this event may have had a bit of a tougher time is just stars haven't quite got that foothold in the US live market yet. You know, like they're, they're back in the US live market for the first time in a long time. And I don't think there's that many US players who know how good these events are and how well run they are. And therefore, maybe some players didn't travel as a byproduct of that. You know? Well, I think the big issue is that um, it's not like it was pre-Black Friday. When an online site attached their name to a series, 
you knew that it was going to draw everyone under the sun because you would get like hundreds of satellite winners via the online site, et cetera, et cetera. But now the satellite winners are just like Sven in the fucking basement grinding ICM sims all day long. You know, you're not getting moneymaker and accountant from Tennessee spinning 30 bucks up to... I, uh, I don't... I'm I'm just I don't know for sure here, but I mm. don't feel like I saw a lot of Europeans. No, no, no. I, I'm exaggerating, obviously, with the Sven. Sven just represents uh, a land in, if you will. I guess in this case, Sven represents like the New Jersey grinder <coughs> the on yeah, Stars Sven. New Jersey. Yeah, yeah Sven and, adjacent. And when you're mm -hmm. talking about like the American uh, the American pools that like Stars or WSOP or whatever would be running satellites from. Um, those pools are really, really, really small. Oh, they're super small, yeah. Right? So, like, even if you are getting a lot of wrecks that are playing the satellites and stuff like that or winning seats, it's still going to be, like, you know, at most by the dozen. Mm -hmm. And that's even pretty improbable. Uh, also, they still do have rest of the world, so they could be running satellites rest of the world to come to this if they so chose. I don't know if they... Actually, well, there's two questions. Yep. I don't know if they did that, and I don't know if they're allowed to do that because of the separation between Stars US and the rest of Stars. Um, almost a hundred percent positive you're allowed to. Uh, oh, okay. So, so maybe they just didn't. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there might not be an, any incentive to. Like, I don't think Stars New Jersey runs any EPT satellites. Well, that, yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I'm not sure. They may I, just I, not be incentivized that, to. Yeah, they, they may have just chosen. But like not the Stars to. pros came, right? Um, Tonka's, Tonka's here. here. That's true. Lex is here. Yeah. You know, there, there's there's a handful of uh, their representation here that is the the global company at a whole i guess mm -hmm. um lex playing with nikki in the big game yeah yeah so yeah i guess like from my vantage point the the stigma is that for these people who play main events that are 1650s when the decision comes down to do we head to vegas and play in this napt event or do we head to thunder valley and play a run good series or jack's cleveland ohio isn't there you know? a there's a florida thing going on too right now next month yeah or like later, month. sorry later in the after month. thanksgiving oh okay so yeah. it's okay. it's black friday it starts usually i see All yeah right. the bigger stuff <clears throat> um but yeah i guess my point is, is like you know it ends up being slightly tougher fields it's mm -hmm. a bit more intimidating like this is a great place to kind of weigh and measure yourself and see if you got the chops to play against tougher competition but like for a 1650 this was this was a stiff one you know like yeah. this is what a 5k or maybe not 5k this is what like a 3500 the venetian looks like yeah, that's probably about right. I mean, yeah. I, I had, even before you were at my table the other day, I had Max Coleman, I had Michael Wang. Well, um, rumor is you had Anthony Hugh there. I did have Anthony Hugh there. <laughs> he was going to be the next name on that list. Which, spoiler alert for the hand we're about to talk about, I guess. Um, David Kay was there, and there were at least a couple, uh, right towards the end, Mike Holtz, the uh, WSOP.com like, leaderboard, yeah, yeah. perennial but, leaderboard champ. He yep. was there as well, like... There were some tough players, and it's for a 1600, like you compare this to like a win mystery bounty, it's just totally different field. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why that is. Because um, you're right. Well, win mystery bounty fields, though, like they're semi tough too. Oh, for sure. There's definitely tough players in there, but in those, like sometimes in those events, like you'll get a table where it's like seven wrecks of yeah. one reg. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that, that is true. Especially if you play like a 1C of those things, like the last day of those things, when it gets really big, they have like a 2 million guarantee. You just get so, so many wrecks. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think that ultimately this is a big win for, uh, for like the mid stakes players in. Mm -hmm. 
a lot of ways because I don't think the NAPT is going anywhere, which I think is a really good thing for poker as a whole. Sure. Uh, adding these prestigious tours, especially at an affordable price point, is just like a pretty big deal to the tournament uh, community as a whole, I think. Um, and it's, then secondarily... It's effectively like around the MSPT type of... Like yeah. that, that's what the mid-stakes players have now. Yeah, and maybe maybe that is partly why uh, it struggled is because when I think of MSPT versus NAPT... Like, I hold NAPT, like, miles and miles and miles above. Just because of... Uh, like, I think of NAPT the way I would think of EPTs and WPTs and, yeah. you know, WSOPs. I think of MSPT as, like, the the, Lower than. the, the, the top tier of uh, those mid-state tours. Yeah, that that's the same for me, but I think that's because you and I have both been around long enough to remember the NAPT. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the people who are younger than us don't remember it, and they don't have that same impression. I definitely... I don't remember... But I think that the branding with stars behind it makes it that much more prestigious. Yeah. Like, I just see that an APT call it higher than from a prestige standpoint just because of brand affiliation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess, like, that that pre uh, presents some challenges, but I think that those challenges kind of go away when they give away free money. So Free money is nice. Uh, yeah, I think them missing the guarantee, if they do end up missing the guarantee, is kind of a net positive for all parties involved not not just because the field will get free money that's always nice right nice to play a, a rake free event or maybe even get a little bit of rake back um but secondarily i think it forces stars internally to reevaluate some things figure out how they can uh you know kind of bolster this event moving forward i think that they've already kind of locked on to four of these mm -hmm. um and i don't think the tour is going to go anywhere like i think that they have uh, a an ability to position themselves in the live United States tournament tour arena um, where it's just going to take like, you know, some special care and uh, a, a lot of willingness to gamble on guarantees on mm -hmm. providing that like VIP like experience. I mean, I, I don't care that much about tournaments, but even just the hour I got to spend there, like there is a certain element of FOMO where it does feel like if you're anyone in this community, you're at resorts during this week yeah i think there's yeah kind of to be said for that for sure yeah i haven't played much live recently but missing this seemed like ridiculous yeah I don't it, know. it gave me the same feeling i felt <laughs> when i was like coming up and venetian would run uh an event that culminated in like a 3500 mm -hmm. where no matter how what stakes you've graduated to like if you're someone that 3500 is kind of must play and you feel like if you sit it out, you get just ridiculous FOMO. Yeah. I think that's like kind of a good thing for, for these events to uh, incite into poker players. Yeah, definitely. Do you know where the other venues are going to be that they have events? I don't. Okay. I would assume they have some attachment yeah. to resorts. Though. No idea. Uh, but honestly, the, stru and the structure for this one's pretty sick too. It's like an hour level. Yeah. And we, so we, have 40, hour, we have 40 minute day one. Hour yeah. level on day two. Yeah. Hour really? Hour level on day two. Yeah. Yep. It's fucking sick. 40 yeah. minute day ones, max late reg, 20 big blinds. I think that's all really good. I, I think Stars does a great job with their structures. And they and did that Stars thing where after late reg ends, they double the level. So they have oh, okay. two 40 minute levels back to back mm -hmm. of 600, 1200. And then. I didn't make it that two, far. So <laughs> I didn't know. You can yeah, blame me for that. They double it um, and give it to the oh, next Oh, wait. One. No, no, no. No, they. they no, the, wait. But they had to have done it prior to. They Reg did, Engine. yeah. What the last level prior, mm -hmm. like they dubbed, they had six twelve was two levels back to back, and then and then Reg ends. and then Reg ends, and okay, then one okay. K fifteen hundred, 
is two levels back to back. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You have I was gonna say I came in at one k. Yeah, you have like two levels to max re max late reg, mm -hmm. and then you have two levels after you the max late reg to play that stack. where you can play that stack. So yeah. like you're not, it's a little bit easier to justify a max reg, and it just it's just kind of a nice day one structure. Yeah, I'll be interesting to see how they iterate going forward. Go ahead, it's later. supposed to be a four day tournament. Right? I think so. I think it's three. Three? I thought it was three. It might be like three and then the final table on day four. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, I guess hopefully one of us will find out. Yeah, we'll find out potentially. Maybe we, maybe we fuck around and find keep out. Keep winning all in. Maybe we do. Um, How much do you think first is going to be? For one point, if they got 1.5 in the pool? Three. Let's that say. seems like a lot. You think it's. I feel like it would be like two to 250. Yeah, I guess I can see like 15. 25% of the pool in a. 20% you know, would be three. Oh, it's 1.5 million guaranteed? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was 1 million. Never mind. It's kind of sick. Oh, if it's a million, then there's it's no... Not, it's 1.5. Okay, okay, okay. That's what I thought. It might be three then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I think three would still be the high side. Mm -hmm. um, especially with an overlay, they're probably going to want to spread like that 250, out. 250, 275. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Good. Pretty Can't nice for a 1650. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For a 10K, that would be a million. A little quick math. Quick math. Quick math. Shout to Jesse Lonis. I don't even know if that's true. Won a 10K. He did. He did. After we were literally just saying, uh, haven't updated anybody on Binwin or Jesse Lonis lately. <laughs> yeah, he, he decided to show up. Yeah, just so what's up? It. Eventually, Binwin and uh, Jesse Lonis are going to play heads up in a tournament, and it'll never end because neither one can lose. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, or we'll find out just who the real chosen one is. It'll be the irresistible force and the immovable object. And, you know, I don't know which one is which, but you know, you I'll tell you what may end up happening is they just get aces versus aces and someone free rolls the other. Yeah, that actually could happen. That and that's how we figure it out. Yeah. Right? It's just it's it's inevitable. It's bound to happen. All right. So you and Landon both bagged heaps. You we guys did, have roughly ten starting stacks apiece. We've done well. In the process of bagging these chips, uh, you had a hand against one Anthony Hugh. Mm -hmm. uh, this must have been right before I got there. Uh, now, it was. I, before we get started, I want to make sure we get the mechanics of the hand correct. The only reason that I even know anything about this is because uh, Landon saw the hand both from you and from Anthony. And there's a discrepancy oh, okay. on stack sizes. Okay. So I'm how confident probably, are you? I'm probably wrong. Okay. Uh, Anthony is, is much more likely to be correct. Okay. I remember not quite being able to see exactly how much he had because the chip colors are weird. Oh, they're yeah. all purple. Yeah. yeah they're like, the, the, I, purple. I hate they those really chips that we were playing strange. with. So I couldn't see exactly how many of what he had. So if Anthony gave you a number, trust him, don't trust me. So I think he said he had 27 big blinds, which would be 34,000. Okay, I thought he had 40 or like 37 to 40. Sorry, 33,000. Okay, 33, so he 000. had a little bit less than I, than yeah, I thought. Yeah, you said 40, I think he said 33, so okay. let's go off of 33. Yeah, I was definitely a little high on 40. Tell us, uh, tell us the spot. Okay, so he opens from the cutoff um, to 2,400 at uh, 600, 1,200. I'm in the big blind, I have like... Think about 110k because um, I just won a couple of big pots, and we defend with 10-7 offsuit. I think it was 10 of clubs, seven of diamonds. Um, pretty straightforward defend. Uh, flop comes nine nine seven rainbow. Um, so I think it's there's a heart in there. Nine of hearts, nine of spades, seven of clubs. I think it was. Uh, I check. He bets 1300, so a little bit above a min bet which I expect to just be a range bet. I don't think there's any reason to get that small unless you're just range betting. Um, we raise to 3,500. Pretty good board for 
small check raises. Um, he then clicks it back to 7,500, and we call. Uh, do you want to, like, talk about the flop first and then go to the turn, or do you want to do the whole hand? Yeah, I don't think we see three-bet flops too often, especially mm -hmm. at this depth. Uh, what led to your decision of check raising, I guess, first and foremost? Um, it's definitely a board where I'm going to do a lot of raising. These paired boards play... They play pretty aggressively from both players' points of view. You know, from the cutoff, he gets the range bet. He's going to go with a really small size. Um, small check raises do pretty well to just put a lot of his over cards and random air hands in awkward spots. And a seven is certainly strong enough to raise. I think... I in, think you play check raise or fold. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. In, in real time, I think I basically would have... I was just kind of looking at it as like, mm -hmm. I'm basically just going to play check raise or fold. Oh, um, you mean with range? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I thought you meant with your hand. I was going to no, say, I, like, I, no way. Is right, yeah, we never fold this hand. But I, I think, yeah, I would have I would have raised any seven, any gut shot, like a lot of backdoors, any nine. I don't think I really, really would have played any, any calls. Um, so we go ahead and raise with 10-7, pretty obvious raise candidate. And then he clicks it back. And that becomes a little bit weird. This is where it gets, it gets tricky. Okay, so when you face a click back, um, I mean, I assume... Well, I guess I shouldn't assume anything, but let's, uh, let's, I guess, walk the audience through how you're prioritizing moving forward um, between things like your hand, your equity, your range, and then his range. Yeah, so facing a click back like that, the first thing that is, I think, quite important to recognize is that this is not a board texture where playing like a strategy where I have any jams against his clickback is really going to help me very much right. because it just makes his decision super easy. Because even though his raise is just a clickback, it's super polarized in that any bluffs are going to have very low equity on that board and his value is going to have really high equity, which is why a clickback serves fairly well because he gets to polarize for a pretty cheap price. Um, but I, it doesn't benefit me to have any jams. And we're not really at a point where I can have any like re-raises that are not all in. Like it would be really hard for me to click it back to like 11K or something. Right. I mean, I could, but it would be weird. Um, so I basically just figured in real time that I'm just going to play call or fold. Um, we're getting a really good price. And um, obviously we still have plenty of value in our range. We have a lot of hands that are strong enough that they can't really ever consider folding. We have some draws that are still going to continue. And uh, his range is unlikely to be... I, I don't think it's likely to be a spot that's overbluffed, but he's certainly a good enough player that he understands what his range is supposed to look like in that spot. And he's going to have a lot of his stronger 9x. He's going to have potentially some overpairs that might need a little bit of protection, like some jacks, queens, stuff like that. Um, and he's obviously going to have plenty of bluffs. I think the hardest part for me there was figuring out where I thought his bluffs were going to come from or what portion of range is supposed to bluff because it is a board where it's not intuitive to figure out what your bluffs should be considering that you, know, you can only have so many gut shots and things like that to, to use. So I would imagine that he's probably supposed to bluff some, some random ace highs and uh, some like really weird obscure stuff like some some backdoor king highs and things like that and i imagine he does that at some frequency but it was definitely hard in real time to figure out exactly how much yeah ace wheel with the backdoor is probably a decent yeah. one i kind of thought those would be would be part of it but obviously even though they have the backdoor there they're definitely pretty low equity bluffs on this board so 
there's a lot of hands in my check raising range that have a pretty big incentive to continue. Yeah, it's like the the paired board's such a fight uh, for the high card region of hands. Mm -hmm. um, and the puller, like the puller click, is probably most of the time going to be roughly nine x or nothing, mm -hmm. because if Anthony has an overpair type of holding, it doesn't really serve too well to yeah. play in the click range, as you just have a nine, and mm -hmm. now he's in kind of a weird spot. Yeah, it does, does get weird. Still get stacks in anyways. It's interesting. Uh, machine probably does it a good amount, like a small amount of the time, uh, like from mm -hmm. in position. Defense versus raise, but it's definitely a node that you very rarely see in yeah. live poker. And I, I did run this on Wizard when I came home, and I, I think it, it gave him a certain amount of clickbacks, but not a lot, because yeah, it's low. it is, it is a, a spot where the value of him being in position against a small check raise is pretty significant, and clicking it back kind of reduces the SPR to the point where it makes it... His, his positional advantage is, is lower. So What is the SPR now moving forward once you continue through a call? Uh, well, once I, once I call, there's about, I want to say something like 18 or 19K in the pot, a little bit more maybe. And there's about uh, 25K, I guess, in, yeah, in his, his stack. His, uh, his post said like SPR was one. Yeah, the turn. it was it was pretty much one. It was a little bit more, maybe, but twenty two point six k and a twenty one k or whatever. Yeah, I, I didn't do the exact yeah. numbers, but yeah, that that sounds about right. Okay, and then we see a turn of uh, ten of hearts. Okay. So puts the nine and ten of hearts out there. So it puts a few combo draws out there, uh, and it also improves our pair from a seven to a ten. So there's not really a lot that we now beat that we didn't beat before but we we have a better pair um he's never three bet clicking a seven exactly he's not three bet clicking a seven um we have you know even more blocking power than we did before and uh we are obviously still in pretty decent shape um we check which i think is fine i i didn't really consider having a donking range in real time but you do get to yeah, I, when I ran it, when I ran the sim, it actually did want to have some donks. Yeah, it's because we nuts. have more jack eight than he does. Um, we have more like eight six than he does. We still have a lot of nine x. Um, so leading for like quarter pot is something that I am supposed to do in theory. Um, I did play. I did play it as a range check, yeah. and against that, he's not supposed to do a ton of betting when check two. Um, right, because you're going to be more protected than solve. Right, exactly. So. Um, he then bets 5,500, so he bets basically quarter pot, um, which I think is a very reasonable size because even a lot of my, like, 7x that raises the flop, if I have 7x without any kind of a draw, like, even, like... 7-deuce backdoor. Yeah, like, just 7-deuce, no, no backdoor. Um, there's just a lot of stuff that has a really awkward continue in a spot where... We're just not going to, it's not going to be easy for us to just check down and win given what the board texture is. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely some hands in my range that have a pretty tough decision against that size. But obviously with 10-7, we can't fold. We have too much equity. Uh, I think I would have, yeah, I would have certainly folded some sevens. Um, I, I would have probably also had some check jams here considering that the turn does bring the combo draw and it is possible for me to have some stuff that has like, you know, pair gut shot and a flush draw or something like that that might jam. Pair open um, Yeah, stuff yeah. like that, possibly. 
Um, but yeah, we, we do decide to just call and we go to the river with a uh, pretty low SPR at this point. Yeah, I think his SPR is 0.5. Something in that area, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Um, okay, so at a 0.5 SPR, the river comes, brings a one-liner to an eight. Yeah, brings a jack of diamonds, okay. um, which is an interesting river. Um, it's definitely a river card that gives me more straights than it does him in the sense that he's probably not going to have too many hands that contain an eight in his range. Uh, I don't think he would three bet nine, eight on the flop very much. I don't think that... You don't think any like queen, eight, backdoor, king, queen type hands? Some of it, but like he can't, he, he doesn't have every combo at full no, frequency. No, yeah, yeah, of course, you know? of course. Um, and he doesn't, he doesn't click back 10, eight or jack, eight on the flop either. He doesn't right. have the offsuit versions of those. Right. He doesn't click back six, eight, um, seven, eight, like pocket eights. There's just very, very little eight X that's actually in there. Yeah, it's and, basically like nine eight, um, and then maybe queen eight. Yeah, queen click. queen eight with a back door, and then king queen. Yeah, and, and I also think that his full houses don't click back on the flop either. His full houses like yeah, you have too much hand. Right, yeah. pocket sevens nine seven. So I think his his clickbacks on the flop. There's a lot of ace nine, king nine, queen nine. Um. I did expect him to open all those combos in full. Maybe not queen nine off from the cutoff, but ace nine and king nine definitely. Mm -hmm. um, I, so I think that there's just there's a lot of stuff in his range that has a, uh, a a hand that's just going to check back always when I check, and you know when I if when I have ten seven and um, and I check and he bets like it sucks. Because it's not really a particularly great hand to just bluff catch with, considering that I already have so much 9x in my range anyway, and I have full houses and things like that. Like, if I was bluff catching with 10-7, it would probably be, like, calling too much. Yeah. I would have to think that he was over bluffing, which seems pretty unlikely. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to find one on the four liner when it most is, of yeah. your clickbacks have hard. some interaction with the seven, eight, nine. Right. It's hard to find those those over bluffs. Um, and I just felt like when I check, I just lose. Like, it, I just, <laughs> it's like, a good enough reason to yeah, bet. Yeah, I mean, like if, if I just if I check, he jams a lot of the time. He jams, and I have to fold. If it goes check check, I lose. Um, but. When I have a full house, when I have straight. a straight, I do have a pretty big incentive to just be all in because my straights don't want him to just easily be able to check back with a nine. Right. You river straight, he checks back ace nine. It feels like a disaster. Exactly. So I just figured, I looked at it as a spot. I was like, clearly when the jack comes out there, I recognize that if I had a straight here, I would not want to check. If I had a full house, I might want to check depending on what full house it was exactly. Um, but with the hand I exactly have, it's a really, like, it's one of the very few bluff candidates that are actually really good there because it blocks so many things. It blocks sevens full, it blocks nine seven, it blocks uh, ten nine. It does what you want it to do without winning the hand. Yeah, exactly. Um, and <laughs> you it, just don't right. win if you check. And it, it also, yeah, you, you don't win if you check. Um, so we, we just kind of went for it. Uh, we just jammed. and um, The wizard likes it? The wizard likes the, the, the wizard. Well, the wizard liked it, but I now realize that I did get the stack a bit wrong. So sure. I, have to, I have to rerun it with exactly correct stacks. Sure. But wizard, wizard did actually like specifically this 10-7 this was like one of the main bluff combos that it picked when I ran it. Um, but I did, like I said, I ran it with a slightly higher SPR than what the actual SPR was. It's probably just a byproduct of hands that actually get to the river, right? Yeah. Because the hand itself doesn't exactly contain many 
happy properties to, to I mean, it, yeah, with. it just has those those blockers to some of the houses. You know, that's really about it. I think yeah. the um, the the yeah. main thing I think that I was I was conscious of, or the the main thing that kind of led me to to make this bluff is the fact that I put I put a lot of time and energy into trying to make sure that I can find bluffs in the spots that nobody bluffs, mm -hmm. right? And I, I looked at this river and I was like, nobody bluffs when they jam here, you know, like in tournaments at least, like. Even the players that are good enough to know that they should have some bluffs or figure out what their bluffs are. You think about it after the fact. Most yeah, of the time. exactly. You think about it after the fact. In practice, you, you just you have the value and you don't really actually find the bluffs. So I thought, okay, this is, this is a spot where if I'm in his shoes, if, if I have a nine, I hate life. Like, I, I just, you face a jam here and you're like, oh my God. And he did that exact thing when I jammed. He, like, he immediately did the, oh, I wish you hadn't jammed kind of a face. And as soon as he did that, I was like, okay, I know this player is pretty good because it put a nine in a tough spot. Yeah. And, um, and that was kind of the goal. It was the, the recognition of a spot where people don't find the bluffs in this situation. People don't find the value bets because when they have a straight, they just check and then they, they win and they, they, don't, they don't get value. Um, so it just, it, there are certain spots that if I immediately get that sense of like, people don't bluff here, I want to try to find a bluff there. And I, I did. Um, so we, we went for it. All right. What are you, I, uh, you writing on a clipboard or something? Yeah, it's a, it's a guapo. Ah, okay. Send me the Zoom link. <laughs> I didn't know he was just going to cut to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys fucking... These guys have a new strategy where they talk back and forth to each other these whiteboards. Like, guapo's got to wrap it up whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. Like, the other day he gave us the wrap it up whiteboard and we carried on for, like, another 20 minutes. So what? I, I, I could well, really, I could sense the, the frustration from guapo's. His, his timing isn't always the best. We won't get into the poo talk again. Um, all right. So dun, dun. I actually have it pulled up on Wizard. Um, the Wizard. Uh, I'm going to... Oh, nice. I'm going to go ahead and run it real quickly. Um, we love the Wizard. What was the... I have all the stacks and everything else. What was the, the flop? Uh, nine of arts, nine of spades, seven of clubs. Okay. Uh, it's the rainbow board. Mm -hmm. That's super fun. Um, probably should have did this sooner to give everybody a proper visual. It's okay. You you had some Twitter arguments to be in. You're on your phone. <laughs> no, I was. I don't. I think I was looking at Conrad to make sure that he wasn't sabotaging the basically the same podcast. thing. Uh, so it went <laughs> it went quarter flop raised to. It didn't go quarter. It was like min bet or 1.1 bigs on the floor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Quarter is like 1.3. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I should change that just. I mean, it's pretty sick with the wizard. You can just click a little pencil and just like custom the. It really is nice. The tree. I it love just, it. It just goes so quickly. Um, all right. Yeah. I, I mean, I. I so ran, he went one blind. You went three. I, I went like two point. I raised like 2.8x. Okay. Yeah, so like he it. made it. He made it 1300. I raised to 3500. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. When I ran this wizard, preferred a bigger check raise size, but that was playing a yeah. It wanted to go three point seven, but yeah, like when I ran it, it wanted it wanted to go like five point something from, oh, that from was, my version. Yeah, that was probably deeper. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, like I said, I, I probably would have played a check raise or fold strategy. So in fact, if you if you want, you can delete the call from my game tree because I probably wouldn't have played a call. Hmm, that's fair. Yeah uh okay let's uh let's do these things and see how it changes it well in any event landon you like this play that you like he it. loves finding bluffs man. i like this one i like this one a lot it was really good i just feel like there's so many spots where people try to like 
it's just not even two face up in a sense, but like you pay here with a nine, you just feel like you're not the smartest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's like, it's the, <laughs> it's a fun inverse where versus someone that you would never run this against, they always beat you in the pot with a nine. Yeah. And you feel like an idiot. But then in, in the other shoes, when you have the bluff here and you have a nine, you're like, they never have a bluff here. Mm-hmm. And then you fold and you show a seven. And then they feel like the idiot. Yeah, right. <laughs> so and I did show a seven. I didn't mention that, but he was like, he was like, show a seven, show me a seven, and I showed him a seven. Yeah. And uh, and then he, I think he felt pretty frustrated. But I, I told, <laughs> I told him at the end what I had. I told him I had yeah, the ten yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he he made it uh, five point eight. Uh, I'm I raised to thirty five hundred, which I guess is just under three, and he clicked it back to seventy five hundred, which is like six point three or something. Yeah. All right, we're getting in the thick of it. Did my screen share uh, go up? Okay, that's good news. All right, oh, look at this. Okay, so Trying we can run this through start to finish now. Um, flop is obviously range check, no shock there. Uh, he gets to range bet. Let me just change this to uh, strategy, strategy on the left. Yeah, yeah there we go. Need the EV. Okay, that's not even strategy. Uh, oh yeah, you got the or- you got the orange thing. Yeah. Impressive. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> We're rocking the orange. Today. So yeah, he gets the range bet does so uh we deleted your call and yeah, this is what it looks like basically yeah, playing that's, that's about close right 50 50. i think i probably would have missed some of the like king three backdoor type oh, stuff yeah those um, are sick ace deuce king three like the yeah three, three two oh with the unblock is really nice like the deuce really? i would feel good. like these would be a little bit more intuitive yeah. if, if you're playing no call i mean i would yeah. i would call these hands a lot i guess yeah the issue with call is you keep their ace high in and that's an issue for you yeah, you yeah. I, I think i would have I would have maybe been a bit more linear than than that just because I feel like I get floated by a lot of his king highs and it just kind of feels bad, but I get I get why that's there. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. to see like which ones are clear that I would miss. Like I would miss the offsuit ace-x, but again, like I would just default to calling these. Like the king-queen, mm-hmm. the ace-tens, ace-seven, well not ace-seven, but like ace-eight. I would just miss these in real time, I think. And just peel them. Yeah, I would mostly just peel a lot of a lot of the ones that I would miss. I would just like naturally peel like, um, you know, king eight suited. Mm-hmm. I would probably just be peeling there a lot. Uh, anyway, I, I think what's noteworthy just for for people that are seeing this that might not be accustomed to seeing an output where there's no calls and it's just pure raise mm. is you would think that if I'm forced to play raise or fold here, it wouldn't want to raise forty five percent of the time. Right. But it's just an example of when it's a tiny bet on a paired board like this and I have all this 9x and I just have a bunch of decent equity hands I'm getting such a good price to raise and that's yeah you're also choosing a small size yeah and it's one of the reasons why I would have had this kind of a strategy here right um he actually does three bet a lot here but oh, that's more than that's more than in the version that I ran that's interesting. well it's predicated off you having no calls ah yes of course. if he that doesn't makes, know that you have no calls, that makes sense that makes a lot more sense. right which yeah. we probably shouldn't have deleted calls so we, you want to run it with him assuming that I have some calls. Yeah, that because sense, yeah. his assumption is more important than what you're actually right, doing. Right, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, so now we're only raising 28%. Does uh, it raise 10-7 off? Because I thought it did in my, it, wo- my version. Oh, it raises suited. Let's see. Small. Okay, small frequency. Yeah. All right. uh, some combos a lot more than others. Um, but it'll be in there at least. What is it? 10-7 so with what are the... What are the I, I think I had 10 of clubs, 7 of... No. It was, sorry, it was 10 of diamonds, 7 of clubs, I think. And it likes using which one? It likes using a diamond? It likes using uh, 7 of diamonds. Mm. That's it only the, cares yeah, about that's the not 7. the one I had. Yeah, it only cares about the 7. Okay. Blocks 9, 7 suited, I imagine. 
Yep. We punted. Correct. We punted. No, let's not go so far. <laughs> Fortunate. Uh, okay, so now he three bets never. Yeah, okay. This is much more in line. I, the, one, the version I ran, I think it had like a 5 or 6% frequency. But okay, so he has like yeah. 1%. Right. It just wants him to follow fold in position. Yeah. Uh, so it wants him to play a lot of traps. Uh, when he does choose to raise, yeah, you guys, your instincts were good. It's the king high-low. So it's not even the ace wheels. It's the it's the king high low, yeah, like king, king six. Ace high just floats. Ace high. Yes. Just yeah. Too strong, basically. Yeah, too good bluff later. Um, jack six. Yeah. With back it's like doors. Almost, the hand the hands that are almost jack hands 10. love the click. Yeah. Jack mm. ten. <laughs> a hand that's almost a hand. Right. It's like jack six is like a hand that almost counts. Hunt was right about the overpairs. Tens through kings do it all at a low little, frequency. A little bit. Little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, tens are nice. You you unblock the seven. Um. I do find that to be a little bit interesting, though. So you were in your mind targeting a nine on the river. On the river, yeah, I was. I was trying to make a nine indifferent. Man, I find that tough for half pot, but I understand. Uh, no, nope. I understand the reasoning. I just have so much eight x. Like, yeah, just, yeah, no, I like, get if it. If he calls all of his nine x, like that's punting. Well, he's not. He shouldn't be three betting that much 9x no, but i mean if he if he calls all of the 9x on the river that he three bets on the flop like if he call if he just auto calls ace nine king nine queen nine on the river that's punting is it yeah, i don't I know so. I, I don't so. i don't know that he gets there with that i think i much i well let's see let's let's probably. uh turn was sorry 10 of what 10 of hearts back door um yeah, you yeah. do lead. It wants me to have leads. Really, right. really high percentage. Leads are based. Not 10-7, like, though. Yeah. 10-7 is pure check. Um, but you, yeah, you have I, too much hand. I, I don't think he would expect me to have leads there, so mm -hmm. let's, let's get rid of the lead. Yeah, okay, just take it away? Yeah, let's run it okay. with no donks. King, queen, Because I, I wouldn't have had them, and I don't think he would expect me to have them. Right. Yeah, it's, I looked at a spot today where I, I check-raised... Uh, uh, so, like, he never bets. So this is the thing. It's like yeah, he has such a low frequency. That, this like, is why I think it all ends up being a call because he raises, in theory, he he three bets flop so close to never, mm -hmm. and then he bets quarter pot on turn so close to never. Yeah, that when those two things occur and he actually has a hand, it seems impossible to fold. It is funny how you, we can still have all the tools and resources, and then like a sim can just be fantasy land. Yeah, like this is like this is like if, how if can you? you <laughs> go, go back to if you rerun the flop with me not having a call again mm. because that'll force him to raise more yeah it'll, give, it'll give him a range yeah 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 for sure um yeah, like yeah you're playing against fantasy ranges yeah i'm just curious <laughs> is you there go to filters uh bottom right i just want to see what the uh what the frequencies are in this fantasy range so yeah i mean like whatever gets there basically calls Okay, so what are his folds on the river? What's that 40% of folds? Uh, oh, Queens is like... Ace 9 Oh, okay, Ace 9 off. Yeah, okay. Ace 9 off is the one. Yeah. Um, but it's, then there's weird the stuff nine. like... Uh, oh, I, I didn't... I, I, I lost it. I didn't see it. There we go. Um, well, like Jack 6 calls. Yeah, right. Like how, so like how, that's like, never going to call, but like a, Ace 9 yeah, probably is, never going to fold. Ace Jack off suit is in there. Like this is super weird. Now, right, right. You know, so. But like... I think intuitively, like, ace nine's not going to look at itself and just be like, ah, let's flip for it. Well. Oh, that, oh to be fair, to be fair, <laughs> that's, a, that's a clearly uh, loaded assumption based off of what actually happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let, let's, let's talk about what actually happened. Yeah, you know, go ahead. Because so what uh, happened I, was. I didn't know uh, in the aftermath what he had, but from, from the fact that he tanked a bunch, 
uh, I just figured he had a nine. Yeah. And he told you, Landon, that he had queen nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he folded um, and he told Landon he had queen nine. And that's pretty much the kind of hand that I was hoping he would have. Yeah. Um, Ace nine, king nine, queen nine. I, uh, I think of the types of hands that I was primarily targeting. So it's kind of, this kind of worked out perfectly. Like it's not often that you know, your opponent has the exact hand you hope they have and then they end up folding it, which is exactly what you wanted to do. But um, yeah, it worked, out, it worked out pretty well. So I think just based on the, the sort of uh, agonized fold that he made, I think indifferent is how I would describe a nine in that spot. So I think it, uh, it worked out okay. Yeah, I just wonder how often... Um, I mean, you know, because here's the thing, like we, we do a lot of this sim work and we try to hold ourselves to the standard of the machine, but like, let's be honest, we're all out in the streets at the end of the day, we're, oh, yeah. we're all freestyling to a certain degree. Right. And, uh, I'm hesitant to use the word blunder or, or error or mm-hmm. mistake because you would have to be privy to the answer in order to call something a mistake, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like you were just, you know, everybody's just operating off yeah. their best assumptions. Absolutely. I mean, I think the, um, there are obviously with the more nodes you add to the tree on the earlier streets or the more the more different actions are taken like when it goes check bet raise re-raise call on the flop etc the more you introduce a margin for error right because as soon as i make a slightly wrong assumption about his betting range and then he makes a slightly wrong assumption about my raising range and so on and so on you just get to a point where both of us have pretty inaccurate perspectives on the other person's range by the time we get to the river. Right. And so it does become a bit of a, a street sort of street poker scenario where um, I just have to look at this and say, do I think he's capable of folding a nine? And I certainly thought Anthony was in that category where he's good enough to know that I have a lot of eight X and he's also a kind of, he's also a player that I play against enough. Cause I played against him at the series a bunch as well. Yeah. I play against him enough that, I want him to know I can bluff in this spot, like because I am going to play hands against him in the future where this is going to matter. Right. And it's, it, it definitely is a spot where it's important for me to make sure that this player knows I have bluffs here. So I just figured it was a really good opportunity for me to actually have a bluff in a spot where most people don't bluff. And now going forward, I, I know that he knows that I can have bluffs in these spots. Yeah, especially when you're not the one at risk. That that seems to be yeah, a helpful I, addition I, to this. In truth, I don't know if I would have played the hand this way if he was the one who had 110k and I was the one who had, you know, 33k or whatever it was. Right. Because that creates a circumstance where, like, I'm not incentivized to over bluff as much as I am in this spot. Like, it, there was an element of it which is like it's a. It's a relatively low buy-in tournament. You know, he's a, he's a good player who has a, a big edge. Like, I know he's probably not going to want to make, like, a, a ton of light call-offs against other good players. Like, that was part of it. And if I'm the shallower stack, I can't say for sure that I would have played the hand the exact same way. But I do think that we're early enough in the tournament that ICM doesn't really matter that much. Right. So I don't think there would have been... Like, it's more so, it's more so just the confidence that the play is going to work is already relatively low. So if it comes with the cost of a rebuy additionally, that could be just enough to dissuade you. Well, I think you find it because like you're playing checkers or fold, right? On flop, mm-hmm. like your assumption for yourself is checkers or fold mostly. And then turn, like you kind of get backed into a corner. Mm-hmm. And then river, you're like, well, I'm here now. Yeah. And I just want to play good against somebody good. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely would have like been trying to find it. Like one other factor is honestly, I was less prepared 
going into playing on Monday than I usually am because I had stuff going on in the morning. I had a coaching session and I had therapy and I went straight from therapy to, po to play poker. Yeah, and that's strong. a weird experience. <laughs> yeah. um, so I like, I, if I was playing at my absolute peak, I would hope that I would still make that play. Mm. Um, but equally, if I was playing as I was on Monday, which I, I played well, but I don't think I was at my absolute best, but I, it, I didn't have the confidence from having a lot of chips, Maybe I don't make that play. Maybe I, I wouldn't have found it, you know, because... Yeah, I, I guess I'm contesting... I'm just contesting the uh, big, big, big picture. Mm -hmm. It probably just doesn't matter that much in a spot where uh, we have a pretty high degree of confidence that he has a nine. And the only reason that I say that is because uh, a lot of circumstantial things had to happen throughout the course of this hand for the outcome to be anything outside of anthony getting all of his chips in the middle right we we needed this particular run out and additionally uh he had to have a a 9x candidate that he's not supposed to have in the flop three bet node um you know he he ha he has to have a 9x candidate that even if he thought you were only playing uh check raise or fold um still only bets three percent of the time on the turn you know what i mean like there yeah. was so much compounding stuff that happened mm -hmm. that led to uh you know kind of a leveling war and that's just the nature of poker like we're far from machines this happens to me in cash literally fucking daily where you can reverse engineer any one in particular spot and just say oh that went this way this time because of some mitigating circumstance uh, mitigating circumstance mm -hmm. that just led somebody's thought process down a different rabbit hole than it would be down any other yeah. time. And I guess the only reason I'm highlighting that is just because uh, I don't I don't think like a lot of our bottom line ever comes from situations where our opponent is like we're at a low SPR and our opponent has uh, his range somewhat divulged to us. Like you know he's obviously good enough to have bluffs here. But yeah, um, you know we're pretty pretty far at the bottom as well. It's uh, yeah, it's very well. Sometimes runouts are so hard to have bluffs on by default. Where right. like let's say the board is nine nine seven turn deuce over three. Mm -hmm. Like we know that there's going to be some of the the king fours, the king sixes, right? Yeah. But then on this particular runout, where most of the logical like in game. Three bet clicks are going to be predicated around making a straight at some point if you can. Yeah. And then that straight materializing. I actually think Hunt has maybe more bluffs here than we lead on. Well, Ju just in the sense that I think he has uh, a reasonable amount of 7x of hearts yeah. and then hands like. Just six 7x in general. Like you can't fold yeah, the turn, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, well, 7x is pretty indifferent on the turn. Um,. L looking at it like 10 7 is the pure call yeah uh and jack 7 is the pure continue mm -hmm. but uh as well as 8 7 obviously but when you start to get into like 7 6 it mostly calls and starts to fold some seven, but three, now like seven, seven five two. seven four seven three seven two these are heavy folds yeah. queen 7 is a heavy fold king 7 almost pure folds yeah i would have i would have probably probably played almost exactly like that on the turn yeah like, so so you know it's not it's not like he has that much but the thing is is that there are a lot of hands um it's funny wizard doesn't want to have you jam it wants to have you play like a click on yeah. the turn which is kind of interesting because i was thinking like what if you have a hand like six five of hearts 
uh it just seems like that has to continue in some capacity yeah and jamming it just seems like lighting it uh you know like you're mm-hmm. but it, it mixes call and and click you just get yeah. spicy you say you have a nine or nine or nine yeah so it mixes like call or click uh, which I totally understand, but the thing is, I guess my point is, you're gonna get there with some six five of hearts. Yeah, you're gonna get there with like a fair amount of seven x of hearts, like seven five of hearts plays pure call on the turn, uh, eight five of well eight five of hearts pure jam. Um, but you 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 follow my logic here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there there's some like just natural hands that fall ten seven being one of them. Yeah, there's there's also there, the one other element of it that I didn't mention yet is um, the only hand that I can remember that I actually played against Anthony in the summer of the series was I think with maybe 50 or 60 left in the mm-hmm. event that I ended up final tabling. And it was specifically a spot where I check raised the turn or he, he bet the flop. I called, I made a flush on the turn, check raised small and then jammed the river. And he tanked for a very long time with what he, I think later told me or implied was just like a bluff catcher with a flush blocker yeah basically it was like queens on a king high yeah, yeah. three flush board yeah he tanked for a very long time and folded mm. and i it did go through my head at like when i'm in the hand with him like the last time he was in a big bluff catcher spot against me he decided i didn't have enough bluffs and i felt like just that additional in, additional piece of info is like pushing me just a little bit more towards like yeah, I, I might be incentivized to try to find bluffs here as right, opposed right. to just accepting it's a spot where I'm under bluffing. Yeah, yep. it's, it, it's tough with the execution in the sense of knowing that bluffs, like <laughs> when you look at enough solves and call it dynamic texture changing cards on rivers and turns after polarizing actions like raises and, and bigger bets, uh, solve study makes you realize when board texture does change uh, the out of position player might have leads mm-hmm. right so like on this specific river seeing a lead jam from someone that studies like oh like the, the solve is going to jam here because of these specific reasons yeah i think that's the most important thing to take away is that from an execution level at a heuristic uh like i guess let's call it zoomed out perspective mm-hmm. you guys both operated uh well within the realm of of theoretically correct mm-hmm. the actual execution at the micro level as far as like picking candidates yada 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 you know, debatable, sure. right? Like the the frequencies are probably off a bit. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think, well, that, always, and that's the point. They're always going to be off. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I think that's what it comes down to because uh, at, at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I'm basically just kind of like throwing shit at the wall to to talk about here because I think that it's an interesting spot and it's worth going into further discussion. But like, I get, I guess the point I'm getting at is at the end of the day, if you don't pull this bluff off it doesn't fucking matter right like that yeah that's ultimately like part of why i i try to find these bluffs in this spot like if i if i oh I, I you know what i just miss i misheard what you were trying to say you're saying like it doesn't really matter if i'm not able to find bluffs here well yeah because uh, what well, yeah but sorry i, I shouldn't that, say that it doesn't matter if you're not able to find bluffs mm-hmm. i'm saying specifically uh with this this particular candidate or okay. whatever like it's an indifferent hand all of your bluffs are going to yeah. mix check and jam yeah absolutely i guess the the way I'm looking at it is it, it like, if this bluff doesn't get through, it doesn't matter, you know? Like, yes, yes, like, yes. It's very, not, very valid. I, if I, if I bluff here and I get called, it's like it, whatever, at least now a guy I play against relatively often knows I can have yeah. a bluff in yeah, this yeah. spot, you know? And that's the, that's the trade-off. Every time you have a bluff in a big spot against a player you will play against in the future, that player, even if they call, now they know you can have this bluff in this spot, and that 
carries with it some amount of future value. Yeah, I, I think I think the what what I was trying to highlight was just the simple fact that you consider jamming like lead jamming river yeah. is in and of itself good enough with a hand that mixes. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you had missed the jam with six five of hearts, that's a huge blunder. Yeah. It's just a pure shove, right? Yeah, if you had missed the jam with ten six suited, that's a blunder. It's just a pure jam. Mm -hmm. Those ones like you just can't. Uh, it, like like that's where you might miss the heuristic altogether not you specifically but like yeah when people check and those and show those hands down and lose or check get jammed on and then fold and think like oh i just saved myself you know uh 10 big blinds or whatever the case may be that's actually where the massive blunder yeah. is coming in because they miss the heuristic mm -hmm. and the heuristic is 8x needs to lead jam yeah. like there's very little 8x that doesn't just open rip yeah it's like a sliver of ace eight suited doesn't open jam. And my, then you protect with like king queen suited. Yeah, my, my guess in real time was that the the full houses would check to allow an eight to jam. Is that accurate in the sim? Um yes. All okay. of your nine X checks. My not yeah, so nine X checks to like Including potentially, houses. Potentially oh inclu yeah, okay. So, yeah, nine yeah, X checks to potentially bluff catch. And king queen checks. King queen checks to to get value from an eight. Right. Um an eight jams to get value from a nine. Like a right. straight jams to get value from a nine right. and then bluffs as well. Okay. So yeah, this is at, honestly, this, I don't want to blow my own horn too much, but this is pretty much exactly how I would have played this spot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only thing that like maybe you wouldn't have done in real time that is necessary is you have to front load with sevens. So like sevens can never get here through this line. Pocket sevens, you mean? Yeah. When you say front load, you mean uh, like, I mean, like you would either have to uh, four bet the, the flop or check raise the turn. Oh, I see what you mean. So uh, po it, pocket it, sevens like needs to get money in. Yeah, it, it, it okay. specifically like just doesn't want to arrive at the river this yeah. way. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But that's yeah. like the one lone hand that you're three betting pre flop some of the time. Yeah. Like, you know I, what I mean? Like, I might have done that honestly. Yeah, it's know. like such a low frequency that you ever have. Yeah. 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 I think that just being able to call it con like consider the bluff, find the bluff, and then do it. Um, from a place of logical sense, uh, it's kind of what I'm trying to strive for at the very least when it comes to sim knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, there's just, I think it was good. I think it was really good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of players out there who they'll study the Sims a lot and they'll have a decent idea of what their bluffs are supposed to be in certain spots retrospectively, like Landon said, but I, I try to put a decent amount of energy and attention into being the person who actually does follow through and recognizing in real time i'm supposed to bluff here and i'm actually going to sack up and do it yeah yeah <laughs> i've never seen landed at a loss for words wow it's about like there's not much just it's just the kind of the, like a just overarching true statement of most uh tournament or just poker as a whole it's People don't value the red line strategy as much as they need to. Oh, God, we love a good red line strategy. We love red line. Whoa. How else are you going to win? Can't make oh, hands in this fucking game, that's for sure. Yeah. Maybe Man. that's it. Maybe, maybe it's just the people who run bad who have to focus on finding the bluffs. You know, maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm, maybe just, I'm just underrating how much run bad I've had in my career. I fucking I joke know. about this all the time on Twitch. I'm like, every time I have showdown value, I just lose to better value. But every time I red line, <laughs> I just win. Can't, not a, I'm not a showdown player. Just turn all your showdown hands into, right. into bluffs. I'm either winning red line or I'm losing years. blue line, man. Yeah, I've been saying this for years, man. I got fucking whacked in the blue line yesterday. Lost with aces, lost with kings. Today, I get ace king in a four bet spot for 100 big blinds. He has aces. Don't give me these fucking hands, That's man. What I'm saying. Just don't give me the hands, you know? I want it all back with a bunch of fucking crumbs.
uh, napkins the whole way through, you know? I was so surprised when you said you had aces in the hand that we played, the one hand that we played in the, the main event. You didn't like, like the line? No, I, I, was not that I, was, no, I wasn't surprised that you played it that way. I just, oh. I just assumed you were calling me with like Jack High or something on the river. Oh, it was no. King 9, 9, King 3 or something. And you I called me with a Jack High. I just figured that like there was a decent chance you'd bluff catch be pretty light there. But I yeah, it was I, King 9, 9, Black, turn Black King, River, Red 4. Um, no, I definitely wouldn't call you a jack high. No, I, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't I'm, disrespect I'm, you that I'm much. exaggerating. Like, I, I wouldn't I, even call you with queen high. Um, okay. I was actually, the, re the whole reason I thought, I know my hand's an auto call, but the real reason I thought is because I was kind of considering like... <laughs> queen jack might be a call. Maybe, I guess. I was just kind of thinking like... You're not going to um, What ace highs mm. I would want to call with in this spot and like how important are suits. And I, I felt like blocking... The, the flush suits was good because you would have a turn lead range with so many of your draws. Yeah, it was, it was weird, honestly, for me because, I, first of all, I expected you, expected you to range bet the flop. And when you didn't, I was like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, and I don't it, think I range bet there. I, I mean, you, maybe I mean obviously I don't. I, yeah, I, I checked right. back specifically. <laughs> I, I, I don't because I, I didn't. I, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I yeah. just expected you to do that for some reason. It might have just been... I don't know. I don't know what we it can was. Look but a second bonus hand for the people. Bonus hand. Yeah, it basically. Fuck, I just closed Zoom. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I, we, uh, it, it's just a simple hand. You opened from the cutoff with like 25 bigs or something. Oh, I think right? he gets checkbacks. And, yeah. um, Actually, I, I can run it real quick. Let me okay. reopen Zoom because it's the same stack depth in I, positions. I defended quick queen nine off. It came king nine nine flush draw. Um, Sorry, Guap. I'm calling back in. <laughs> I'm going back in. And uh, it, the flop went check, check. Burn was another king. So it was... I, I expected that I'm supposed to be betting turn here more than I probably would in practice. I kind of like check with your hand a lot. I, yeah, I was like... I was really unsure what my strategy is supposed to be on turn, honestly. Because I, I didn't really feel like I had an accurate idea of how much King X was in your range. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really feel like I knew exactly what line I'm supposed to take with a nine. Like, am I supposed to protect against your King X? Am I supposed to just bomb and not care when you have a King or, you know, something else? So I think I we're too deep for checking. you to bomb and not care. If I had to probably, yeah. If I had to guess, um, yeah, I mean, I think in, re in reality or in I would I would imagine this is going to be like a lot of B40 um, yeah, and then a lot probably, of check. Yeah, that's probably about right, honestly. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to check back a lot here. Like, you have a lot of hands that don't want to get check raised, like pocket 10s feels really dumb. Yeah, so it's not it's yeah. not really a range bet. Yeah, check okay, back about yeah, half the time. Yeah, that's definitely not a range bet board. Okay. Good aces. Look at look. Why do you say you're bad at tournaments, man? I can't take it. I'm bad at tournaments, not poker. There's a difference. <laughs> um, That's very true. My well, to be fair, I obviously wasn't thinking about the spot right because my specific aces, uh, pure bets. Is it spades you bet? Uh, Ace of spades. Spade club pure bets. Or just spade in general, or no? Spade in general wants to bet. Yes. Yeah, I just have equity. Sure. Yeah. But like, how different is it going to be? Not that bad. Yeah. I well, I was thinking about the spot the opposite way. I was thinking that by holding both front door and back door, not flush blockers. Uh, less likely to get check raised by air. Yeah. Therefore, more likely to be nine. Mm -hmm. Bad. Bad for me. Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. Bad for bro. Yeah, you can make a flush, I guess. At depth, it's funny though. At depth, I would think about it the way that the solve comes I can out. Make like, a flush. Yeah, because we're so deep that it doesn't matter. Like mm -hmm. if you check raises me with flush draws, who gives a shit kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Offsuit ace clean. Yeah. And maybe, uh, maybe I actually have that inversed. Uh, so yeah, check, check, turn, king of clubs. I suspect I'm 
Nah, the thing is, I don't need to protect my hand, though. Yeah. But I imagine there's a fair amount I can just get value from. I just imagine, well, kind. I mean, you block a lot. He's going to call you with ace high a ton. Yeah, so you're, you mostly, you're mostly playing check here. Yeah, um, makes sense. Oh, I am? Yeah, you only, you only bet 11%. Okay, yeah. that makes me feel better because I definitely would have been checking a lot there. Partly out of confusion and partly out of uh, <laughs> right. just not really being very confident of, uh, of what my line's supposed to be. Yeah, it's weird. It, it mixes between B40 and B67. Uh, okay, so it's not, it's not bombing. That's yeah, good. so your line is effectively, yeah. Not, I, mean, I guess just one size strat This looks kind of nuts. Yeah, yeah like half pot I, can't, I can't really discern the difference here between uh, when it's choosing 67 versus uh, 40. Like, it's not like as if flush draws are you know, preferring the smaller size or 9x is preferring the smaller yeah, It's just this like... Is, this is why I'm just a one size guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could just... If we simplified this to one size, it's probably... If I had to guess, it's probably going to be B67. Um, I would just... Uh, it would probably be the middle between the two sizes. Uh, yeah, I would just split and just go half. Oh, shit. I thought I could optimize it. You can click the... You, can you click have to BB. do... You, you have click, to like... Yeah. Rebuild the... Yeah. The I would have to start again from the yeah, beginning. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I like the the thing that stopped me betting turn was I like I'm not sure what I'm targeting here. You know? Right. Like I'm not because you you obviously have some pocket pairs that just are counterfeited and just snap fold, right. mm -hmm. and you have a lot of ace high that doesn't fold. You have some queen highs and stuff. So I'm like, what what can I target with with what size? Man, I'm so, so happy just, to see this because uh, one of the big reasons why I elected to check back the aces was that I was positive I would check back tens through queens in full. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, there's no way I would bet these hands at this depth, uh, spade or no spade. Like I'm just yeah. pure checking the back. In, in hindsight, like it's obvious to it's obvious to me why those would be checks. I just, I guess in real time, I just thought this is one of like yeah. the classic spots where it's like spots people range bet where they're not actually range bets. These mm -hmm. uh, high card, uh, middley type of uh, paired boards mm -hmm. where you have the hands you're talking about. I can thank Airball for this one. That uh, Studying heads up helped. Uh, yeah. yeah why, do you spots, check right? why do you want to bet queens and get check raised? Right. Like, feel dumb. Yeah, it feels real bad for sure. Feels especially bad. when you're against queen nine. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So if you play check on turn. Uh, oh, aces, pure check. Yeah. You have okay. two aces in your hand. How, yeah. how you get wow. called? You play good. Yeah. Queen starts to bet for protection. Jacks, maybe I guess not for protection. You get maybe value. just for value. You just get yeah. called by his high. Like, mm -hmm. look how much um, he folds his high. But Jacks pure checks again. Yeah. Uh, Jacks is a pure double check. Uh, pure. but tens again, like near pure bet. No. I imagine this is just some. Yeah, you skip a pair with. every time, right? Nines, you check. Eight, you bet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> weird. Like, well, nines is quad, so yeah. You know, I'm we'll, just fucking we'll, around. We'll let you take one off here. Yeah. Um, and then the river was four hearts. You led for a full pot. I imagine that's gonna be pretty I good. I I was I was kind of afraid that you were gonna Pile. just jam. Nah, he I uh, yeah, I wasn't sure what my size is supposed to be, but I you guess did good. Pot oh, and I half. picked the picked the right, picked the right size. Pot and a half is correct. Okay, so I went a little little small. I think I went eighty five hundred into. Yeah, I think you went full pot. Yeah, like like I say, I was pot. I was a little like I wasn't as focused as I could have been Monday, and I was I was actually having a little bit of trouble calculating pot sizes at times. I was like, mm. oh, my brain was just kind of you and everyone else. Yeah, and <laughs> it's I fucking uh, hard man. Yeah, those chips were ridiculous. But um, I was kind of sad when I only saw pot. Oh, you, you, you like, really thought I was just gonna like? I just thought like massive. The, I was like, this is a king. Like uh, it, almost. It, it didn't, like I thought a nine would be more likely to overbet than a king because mm -hmm. you know. Um, just board locking and whatnot. I, I mean, I, I would have definitely just had one size here. I yeah. would have, I would yeah, have yeah. just, the That's size fair. that I picked, I would have bet with all my King X and all my nine X. Yeah. Um, and I, I would have probably picked the low cards as bluffs as well. So that's kind of, Oh wow. My nice. hands are pure fold. 
Oh, sick. Uh, my right. my exact suits, which don't really exist. don't get here this way. Yeah, I accidentally owned your ass. They pure fold. Yeah, I'm surprised my hand. Well, I guess I'm not that surprised my hand mixes. Um, I imagine everything that's not a full house. Wow, mixes. that's wild. I guess it's just I have. I mean, so yeah. Much look at look at Queen Ten, by the way. Queen Ten call. Like you call Queen Ten high. Yeah, yeah. some of those Queen highs. You just block his King high, and you block his Nine X. I would just. Well, I, mean, I was about to say I would think this is where a lot of the bluffs are coming from, but I guess like you just get to the river with an infinite range. Like yeah, you're just gonna I mean, have like five high. Right. Like I have so much. If you look at what I'm bluffing with, like. I'm I'm not supposed to go full frequency on the the low card combo. I kind of like having double yeah. I, like this is where I look at a like heuristic machine and just say like okay I like double ace more than ace seven. Mm. It's easier for someone to bluff with a hand like six seven on the end. Right. Uh, and like I have two aces, I have two unblockers. Yeah. yeah I mean that that would have been the logic. I I'm surprised ace high is doing so much betting on the turn. For me. Well, I'm I'm supposed to probably bluff. You have to call queen high sometimes. Yeah. You have yeah. to call queen high. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then fair. well, the size is also small too, right? It's one point four, so you're betting quarter, quarter pot. pot. Yeah. Like if you click the button, click. I'll click, click, yeah, click. Like you, you can't. Fold, Mac can't fold queen highs here. I imagine, like in, in full. And his raise size is super small too. No queen, uh, like queen three. You just so say with all I, of the combos. I'm supposed to just like click it back with like queen high, like queen three off clicks it back. Yeah, I mean to be honest, if I would have thought that you were playing a click back check raising range, uh, I probably would have been more liberal with my betting. Yeah, but I, I mean, was. Just I cool expected weird. like a, a pretty polar response. I, I would have never gotten anywhere near this strategy yeah well now we know kids now yeah this, is, this was an interesting hand like the double paired boards are still i think there's still a type of spot that i feel like i don't have like a super good handle on like in terms of the solve the it, it started with uh four flushes and one liners and then people started to get better at playing those i i think i've gotten better at i i still don't think i'm that good at four flushes i think i'm good at one liners because i have a better understanding of straight blockers and and straight combos than, than like what to bluff with on a four flush yeah. board, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, four flushes and and double paired boards or like the the super weird like trips boards and things like that. That those are the ones where I'm definitely like not particularly up on what my bluffs are supposed to be. But they're obviously. It's funny. Boards. I think on double paired boards, I feel very good both bluffing and bluff catching, and I feel like I evolved that before I actually evolved uh four flushes and four liners mm. but i think it was a byproduct of the live environment yeah um same thing with trip boards so trip boards are the ones now where i just don't bluff catch liberally enough at all because mm. ace high is never fucking good like it's so obvious on trip boards when you get to river with ace high and they choose to bet anyway it's like always fucking deuces yeah. through you know what i mean mm -hmm. some sort of thin value so i just started bluffing with hands that i would otherwise bluff catch with and you know just folding more often yeah. in general i guess mm -hmm. um but i think like because it's so non-intuitive to the pool uh it doesn't really matter what happens in theory yeah. right you kind of have to figure out the proper responses based off of your opposition mm -hmm. and for a long 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 time uh four flushes were i wouldn't say overbluffed, but let's say bluffed appropriately and uh one-liners were just like massively under bluffed mm -hmm. people were just so afraid of getting snapped yeah uh where like double paired boards were always like massively over I, I think that when the the spots where people are afraid of just getting snapped mm -hmm. those are definitely on like almost yeah. all those spots are under bluffed yeah yeah because no one wants to just fire it off and just be like insta -snapped. the craziest thing yeah. to me yeah. is that the hands that i mostly <laughs> see bluffing on double paired boards are ace highs and That's I can't so for the life of me. <laughs> Why would people do that? It happens all the time, yeah. bro. I, I played a hand today where I opened King 10 suited under the gun eight. Mm -hmm. 
we went five ways. So it went like cutoff calls, button calls, small blind calls, big blind calls. Yes, classic. I'm in the muck. Uh, and it comes, and we're deep, uh, like 100K effective. Well, sorry, I was 100K deep. So like maybe like 40K effective playing 1-1. One, one. Classic five-way, 400 big blind pot. Right, so there's like, 2K, there's like 2K in the middle, uh, and it comes queen-jack-10 rainbow, mm. one of my suit. And I check, mainly just because it's five ways, uh, but secondarily because the cutoff and button are the type to take stabs yeah. pretty often. So it checks to the button, and he bets 2K into 2K mm-hmm. and folds to me. And I'm like, what the fuck is <laughs> this? Like, you definitely don't have any ace-king in range. You don't have any sets. Maybe maybe tens, like once in a blue moon, but I block that. It's like jack 10 a lot yeah right. uh, i'm just <laughs> like, like what the fuck is this hand like i'm i'm running it here i'm just gonna mm-hmm. run it so i make it 5k everybody else folds and he makes it thirteen thousand. <laughs> and i'm like the game is the game is gone uno reverse card mate, in your face like, what, <laughs> mate what the fuck is going on here mate so we're you're like not allowed to say mate i know you're not neither, well it's it's an ironic mate but it's like so we're like 30k to start and he just put in like half our stack i'm just like how the fuck am i check raising king 10 on queen jack 10 repping ace king in a spot where i just know i caught this guy like dead smack middle of range and now all of a sudden my stack's being threatened and i have to fucking fold they always have it bro they just they what just what, what would you suspect is it at this point because you're right but queen like jack or eight nine or something bro if he had queen jack i would have just smashed like Godspeed, you want to call it off? I have 13 outs. Fuck you. Well, yeah, I mean, like, if you know if you know he has Queen Jack. I didn't probably. think there was a chance in hell he had Queen Jack. 8-9, though, has got to be high frequency. Uh, that that would have been my best guess, but I think even he's, like, aware enough to not do it. Uh, he just said King-9 off. Oh, that yeah, that too. But, but it's insane, man. It's well, insane. it's insane, but you play in these games because people are insane. I Don't know. Complain. No, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I, it's just... What triggered it was I said that I think people bluff a lot with ace high on double paired boards. Oh, and you're like, what? What the fuck is that? And it's like, yeah, yeah this is exactly that. Like, right. what the fuck is this? He's like, I have a good hand. I want to put more money in, and I don't want to see a, a I don't want to see a, an ace on the turn or a nine on the turn that kills my action. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, what it is. No, that, that's These dynamic boards. People don't like seeing the action killers on the turn. I, I do think, I, you know, I don't even know if they qualified as action killers. I think they qualified as I don't want to make decisions when the texture changes. Oh, that's definitely it as well. Like yeah. I think that they think, oh well, Berkey has sets in two pairs here, which to be fair, I probably do because mm-hmm. what do you do in betting pot on a board where I just have the nuts in full? Yeah, um, it, it's the fear of the latest streets. Yeah, it's just the, the the not wanting to like make a turn decision in a big pot, right. make a river decision in an even bigger pot. Right, you right. Know, it's just like yeah. I want to get money in now. Because at least if I get it in now and I end up getting sucked out on, I can say, well, I had the best hand. You know? <laughs> it's just so wild. Like, and the, the craziest part of all is I do still feel like I'd fold equity. Like, I somehow think if did. I jam, he just kind of like chucks it up to, fuck, I can't believe I ran into ace-king here and mucks it sometimes. Well, it's the same, the same way that people like five-bet kings pre and then fold to a jam. Yeah. You know, yeah, you yeah. just have ace-king and they're like, oh, you must have aces. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. People do that. People... People are unpredictable, and People I love a every lot bit of, things, of it. Man. People are chaotic. I'm here for it. I love every bit of it. Uh, do we do we get a special call in by chance? Per chance, per chance, negative. Oh man, that's a shame. No I, special call in. Who was going to be the special? Well, I was going to try to end on a bit. I was going to try to.
shower Conrad again, but he's too wise. <laughs> We've already can, showered him once. I, I can reopen Zoom. There's only well, like, I, I text him and told him to call back in, but I don't think. There's only so many times he'll tolerate being showered in one yeah, episode. That's true. I tried. I tried, team. Um, Hunt, as always, this was fantastic. Uh, Happy to be here. We appreciate you. Best we, of luck tomorrow to are both we gonna of you. Are going to have me, uh, if I don't go deep on Friday, are we going to have me call back in and do some weekend warrior picks? Yeah, I think, uh, I think we'll probably be 6 o'clock the rest of the week. Uh, it sounds like there's a lot of action now picking up with F1. I'm probably going to have seats. Um, so if that's the case, we'll... Uh, I'll I'll just shoot you a text. Have yeah, you on I'll, standby. I'll, I'll give you my my Premier League picks, and uh, yeah, we can hopefully keep me at the top of the. We'll leaderboard. have you fly in and fly out. But otherwise, if you know you're still in the event, you can just text if, it. If I'm still there, I'll just tell you. You know, screw you guys. I'm I'm winning a tournament. You know? That's that part's true too. Hopefully, you and Landon are both still there. Yeah. Love to be there. Got that five ball. Is Tortoise still in? <laughs> He's dead. He was like a oh. fucking scam. <laughs> Tortoise, See, for all this fucking done. time where uh, you're like, oh, you sh I showed up early and, and you didn't show up at all and then I get my 5%. Five, 5%. I've never showed up early, so I don't know what you're talking what, about. What was our, we made a rule about like uh, what percent it could be based off of like time spent. I don't know. You remember no, this? No, no, no. You made a thing where whoever shows up first. Whoever or, shows up first gets to choose at what point the percentage is. Uh, is engaged. Is it always? Is it the final table? Is it? Oh, at what at what number is five yeah, percent? Correct. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What, at what point do does yeah, the other person get the five percent? Right. But uh, you didn't qualify this one, so that's unlucky. <laughs> Just gonna get all the pennies. Five percent of a min cash. Give me that five percent of thirty two hundred. You better not main cash on the stack you have. Hey man, I mean honestly. You know what? I'm going to save it because it's a bigger conversation for another time. But like in these spots, like you're supposed to go pretty hard when you have the chip lead on That's bubbles. True. That's true. We're, uh, we're both going to probably go pretty hard. I yeah. really hope we don't get the same table. Though, you mean so. ace five? <laughs> All right, cat jam. Fucking let's, relax over there a little bit. Let's not get the same table. Johan told me someone in Cyprus bad. said like, they're just talking about poker people and my name came up and the only thing the guy said was, oh, the ace five suited guy. It's like, <laughs> this is not, like, this so is not funny. Me. It's like, he, Johan was like, how did this get on to you? Internet. Like, I don't fucking know, man. It's the internet, it's man. The internet. It's the internet. Oh. We, we make things go viral. I'll die this on that this is the thing. We actually have never had anything go viral, but like indirectly, collectively, we are viral. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's the worst of both worlds. We reap none of the benefits and accrue all of the downside. Yeah. Congratulations on another fantastic great, podcast, guys. <laughs> Sounds good. Good work here at the Only Friends Pod. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, don't forget the pinned comment up there. We are doing a pre-Black Friday sale. So if you guys are interested in software.io, first two months, only $19.99. Consider that discount action. on us. Yeah, look at them go. What that's going to do it. Uh, I don't know if there's music playing in my ears or not. I'm guessing that's why I couldn't hear Conrad. But we will see you guys all 6 p.m. Pacific tomorrow. Less Landon Tice. Uh, I, I have high confidence he'll still be in the event. Yeah, well, not, not so. for me then. You don't have high confidence in me? Well, you're not on the tomorrow show. Regardless. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, right. but yeah. You, like, you will be less me anyway. Like you, I won't that, be here regardless. Very fair point. Matt. Very fair <laughs> yeah. point. Uh, we'll see you guys all then. We trust you, Hunt. All right, we thank you. you.